Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Peeling Layers podcast. My name is David Hilario. I'm here with my co-host, Carmel Car- Rudell. Hello. Carmel. Car- 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 <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, and so, again, Peeling Layers is where we talk about your careers, life, and everything in between. Um, we had a few episodes already, some really good content um, over the last couple of episodes. And here, we wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about imposter syndrome, something that I mean, for me, I feel just a little awkward saying it, Yeah. you know, because I mean, am I really uh, yeah, an expert in imposter syndrome? Because I felt it a lot. And I don't know about <laughs> you, Carmel, if you feel the same way. Well, yeah, David asked me about or we're talking about the topic for the pod, imposter syndrome. And initially I'm like, well, I'm not an expert in that. And also I never feel that way. And then after like two minutes of talking <laughs> about it, come to find out. There's so many different things yeah. um, in how I grow, how we're growing my business and just in e- everywhere that I actually have it. And not only do I have imposter syndrome, apparently I was also in denial. So <laughs> David, tell us more about what, real. what, what is real. imposter syndrome? Yeah. So um, first we'll level set on what the definition is. So um, I'm reading here one of the, one of the, um, how it's been characterized is Imposter syndrome is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications. And typically, um, it's it's been theorized that women were uniquely affected mm-hmm. by imposter syndrome compared yep. to men. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, men experience it too. Yeah. And I think some of the symptoms that you may have due to imposter syndrome is just um, lack of belonging. You feel like you're lonely, um, not good enough, um, not in the right place in terms of your job or, or mm. not having value. So that's kind of when we're talking about imposter syndrome, that's kind of the angle that we're looking at it from. So mm-hmm. and then is that in those cases, that's where giving you that context, that's where you, um, Carmel, you recognize that you experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just sharing recently, you know, as I'm launching a new business, every person we're developing a career accelerator program that we're close to finishing and I'm doing constant research to see like what's out in the market what's our competition or am I missing anything all that and you know every day I find some new program that offers has the same goal of maybe helping people with their careers Mm -hmm. and I get this like panicked feeling like oh gosh is like is what we're offering uh, repetitive or are we going to fail because right. I don't it's have, out there you know, I'm using, I'm my own photographer and videographer and these people have like all the, you know, whatever it is, or do I even know, do I even know what I'm talking about? So I do know what I'm talking about. You can, you can count on me, <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many moments where I'm just like, yeah. can I compete with what's out there? Am I good enough? You know, we just all feel it. That's yeah. the reality. So, right. And I mean, it's great for, uh, you know, where we're at, you and I, in terms of starting our own businesses and then building the content and basically creating a blueprint out of nothing for where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to kind of um, make this more common because I think we all experience it even in our day to day jobs. And so today we're also going to talk about how we've experienced in our personal lives um, or our pers- in our career experiences what what that imposter syndrome felt feels like Mm -hmm. and maybe some ideas about how we've gone or um, overcome that because I mean obviously uh, Carmel you and I since we still have these feelings of imposter syndrome as we're moving on through our business Mm -hmm. we're still doing our business so obviously there are things that we are learning that are helping us overcome this syndrome yeah yeah and I, I think just a big piece of it too is, is about mindset, Mm. right? So like imposter syndrome, that's really big and, you know, just, just feeling like you're not good enough or not smart enough or not. And I, that's a big piece that I work with clients on. They'll come and come to me and say, uh, even sometimes. So when the very first thing I do when I work with a client is I ask them, and this is in my resume business. So I ask them to send me their current resume and the jobs that they want to apply to. And sometimes it's a good match. And sometimes I have to say like, wait, 
what? Why are you applying to this? I have had people with 15 years of executive administration. Administration? Administrative? Mm -hmm. One of those. Administrative. Administrative experience applying for like entry level admin jobs. And so, which is okay, but I asked the question, like, why are you doing this? You're going backwards. Oh, well, my current boss tells me that I'm not really qualified for the next job. Or, I don't know, I just feel like I work at a small company and this is a big company, so I might not be, all of that. That's all imposter syndrome, right? right? Just feeling like not really understanding the value of what you bring to the table and underestimating yourself. Yeah. Right? And that definitely stops a lot of us. From, mm-hmm. from being successful or from for reaching those opportunities that you never know that might be where um you know you reach your passion you do the things that you love to do mm-hmm. um you, you know uh you get more fulfillment in the job that you're that you're looking to do so um you know obviously i don't think that we're going to be able to resolve the entire issue of mm-hmm. imposter syndrome in one podcast but the fact that we're talking <laughs> imagine about if we could <laughs> well we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> one podcast at a time i guess <laughs> we'll check back in in 58 minutes yeah. <laughs> so i think one of the big things though is that in order to kind of minimize the impact of imposter syndrome to folks you have to talk about it yeah um, you know you make it real you, you you understand what the issues are and you you talk about the tips that you can um, use to to kind of mm-hmm. decrease it or overcome it and it doesn't seem it, it won't seem like an insurmountable kind of obstacle in your way yeah. so that's kind of the intention here and well, again we've already said that this is something that not only we've experienced previously that mm-hmm. we still constantly experience mm-hmm. so um, you just want to level set on that yeah and I, I have found that there's all these different things that you can do, small actions you can take to move your career forward, right. to build your net, build your network, write a better resume. I mean, the list goes on and on, but there's really two key. Uh, there's a handful of key things. God, there's so much. I'm sorry, I'm doing it again. I get no, too excited, and then good. I just. Um, but there's two key things I find that really make a tremendous difference in achieving bigger things. Yeah. Getting a big promotion, getting a 35% raise. Um, achievable things that might seem unachievable and one of them is changing your mindset right Right. so to say like fine I I don't have to be good at everything Mm -hmm. maybe the people who know me who are listening to this are gonna be calling calling bullshit on me right now (laughs) (laughs) because I'm the like I have to be good at everything Um, but I've been trying to do better at that uh, especially in launching a new business I have to do tons of stuff I'm not good at it is humbling Oh my God, it's horrible. Um, and it's not hard. It's not horrible. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Not to scare you. Guys. Don't, don't get scared. It's hard. It, it does. It feels horrible, but you know, you got to persevere, right? Yeah. Cause then you find like, oh, I'm better at it yeah. or I don't have to be good at everything. Right. Um, so change, you know, a little bit changing your mindset, like, okay, fine. I'm not great at this now, but having, you know, uh, a growth mindset. There's so much information about that on the internet. Right. Recommend you going to find it. Growth mindset. Just know that you can improve. Your talents and abilities can improve, right? So like, fine. Even if you say like, oh, I'm not good at this thing. It, even if it's not even true mm-hmm. because you have imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. know that I can. you can get better. Yeah. And if you think you can't get better, you're putting yourself in a corner that you don't need to be in. Well, I mean, I would say, I would challenge you and go a little further and say, if you think you can't get better, then you're right. You know, yeah. it's, it's to your point, it's the mindset and yeah. um, thinking that you're not going to make it will, will put that into fruition. So um, part of that, and the other thing too, about imposter syndrome and a number of the things that we're talking about that prevent people from being successful in their career is this stuff is hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not all of it, but a lot of this stuff is hard. And I keep going back to um, this thing about being hard uh, from that movie a league of their own mm-hmm. do you remember that movie yeah of okay. course so uh was it tom hanks and gina davis um gina davis quit the team uh-huh. and tom hanks is like why'd you quit and she said because baseball is hard because mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. and um tom hanks says well yeah of course it's hard 
but that's what makes it good. The mm. hard is what makes it good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're experiencing an imposter syndrome, when you're experiencing something that's hard, mm -hmm. there's a there's a value to it because if it wasn't hard, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It wouldn't motivate you to kind of overcome your obstacles yeah. and, and those kind of things. So, yeah, imposter syndrome, networking, um, getting a uh, moving up in your career, all that stuff is hard and mm -hmm. all that requires work. Mm -hmm. But if it didn't, then everybody would be the same, mm -hmm. you know, then you wouldn't get to, you know, then you wouldn't reach the goals that you want to reach because um, it would be too easy. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a long way around this, but, you know, I, I think this this idea of imposter syndrome is definitely something that we're all ex we've all experienced. Well, it says 70 percent of people have experienced um, imposter syndrome. Uh, at one time or, mm -hmm. or another in their careers and in their lives. So it seems pretty common. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'd like to start by sharing an experience that I've had with imposter syndrome um, in a previous position. So I do, uh, before I started my own business, I was in change management. So working with folks on um, transitioning from one, one technology to another, or um, just a transformational change on how they do business or update on the processes, those kind of things. And um, in addition to that, I also help out with kind of culture change, mm -hmm. right? Changing in an organization's culture from, um, you know, a top-down approach to, to a more democratic or more um, inclusive uh, environment, mm -hmm. those kind of things. And that's the stuff that I love to do. Um, in my previous in one of my previous positions, I was working with my manager, and the two of us were responsible for basically creating a culture change plan for an entire organization. Hmm. And that's the stuff, like I said, we love to do. Mm -hmm. And as maybe like two weeks in, her and I were brainstorming, and you know, I was thinking about like, holy shit, I'm so excited about this, but at the same time, it's like. The scope is so big. I know I'm familiar with mm -hmm. with making these or managing folks through changes, but I don't know if, if this is something that I can do. Mm -hmm. And just in the middle of the meeting, um, the brainstorming meeting that I had with my manager, I just told her, holy shit, I don't know if mm -hmm. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is something that I'm good at. And, you know, that's definitely a risk, especially because you when you feel like this is something that you love to do or this is your passion and to yeah. be open about saying i don't know if this yeah. is going to work what was interesting was her response which was i know i feel the same way hmm. so that right there broke the ice yeah. about you know what our limitations were mm -hmm. and how to move forward with it yeah so i think that and it has it had helped us in able um to be able to work through it and move forward mm -hmm. because now i mean honestly for me i felt like now the whole world is an op like i had a world of options to to take a risk on yeah i wasn't just trying to suggest um ideas that had to work yep i can brainstorm about everything and a lot of it is because i laid it all out there right so i mean i don't know if that's necessarily a success story but i definitely felt the weight of the imposter syndrome affecting my abilities yeah. to to do the job that I was asked to do, but putting it out there and working with um, and having that support system to work through that um, with my with my boss and her boss allowed me to feel comfortable with that. So yeah, so David, I think you brought up a really great point, which is it matters who you surround yourself with right. and who you're listening to. Yeah. That has a huge influence on how you feel about your skills and about your value. And, you know, sometimes we're in situations where we're just in an environment where we're not valued. Yeah. I just worked with a client recently and when she first came to me, it was kind of this issue where she was her, what she was telling me she's done before wasn't matching with what she was telling me her job search mm -hmm. was. And I started digging into that a little, peeling back the layers on that one. Nice. And she's was like, well, my boss tells me that I don't I I don't qualify to do these other jobs or she's she she told me you know she was making like almost minimum wage doing administrative an administrative type job mm -hmm. um which you know that's some jobs just pay that 
But I do know there's a market where you can make more than that right. and have jobs that have more responsibilities that get that you get paid better, right? And she's telling me her boss told her that's not for her. She's not one of those people that are going to be in those jobs. Yeah. And I'm telling her, like, I, you're t- I see your resume. I know what you do. I know the market for this type of position. And I know what it pays. And you can have a job like that. And she was blown away. And in the next couple of weeks of us working together, she totally shifted her mindset. She started, under, you know, really understanding her value and acknowledging and recognizing she's just in not really working for the right guy. Right. So that's big. I can think of a lot of situations. <laughs> David, you and I have worked together. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, we haven't even talked about that. <laughs> Where, you know, I just wasn't working for the right person. Yeah. He didn't see my value. That's, you know, and. Oh, it was a hard time for me. I was pregnant with my second kid and I felt very vulnerable coming, you know, working with a lot of both men and women, but working in a male dominated industry, yeah. working for a man who just, it was a complicated time. And I talk about imposter syndrome. It was very difficult to feel confident just realistically coming in nine months pregnant, huge, having it just being in a situation where, and again, not to say that I wasn't the right fit for that job per se, but maybe it just wasn't a good fit with me and that particular leader. It's taken a lot of growth for me to feel that way and uh-huh. not have different feelings. But, you know, you can even boil it down to that. Like, maybe I'm just not in the right situation. Well, so in that in that sense, I don't know if you've actually told me that you felt imposter syndrome during that time. Is that something that you just recently recognized that that, that could be part of that? That experience that when we were working together in that male-dominated environment? Mm, I got, I think I was so confused. Like, I just didn't even know what the problem was okay. then. Okay. Um, I was in so many different, I was in gas, I was in a very uh, operations focused organization that was also IT focused yeah. and I didn't have experience in either of those two things. So there was just so much I didn't know. Um, and this was what, five or six years ago. Now I acknowledge there's a lot I don't know. Yeah. But there's so much I bring to the table from a diversity and inclusion perspective, from a leadership perspective, from a employee focus perspective. So I'm much more comfortable saying like, yeah, I don't know this other technical stuff. I'm okay with that because I'm bringing this other stuff to the table. Now let's collaborate. Right. So that was very long-winded. I apologize. No, 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 no. Well, I think part of the reason why I'm asking that is because during that time, and I think this is something that I would like our listeners to also understand is that. During that time, you know, obviously you and I were just starting up and we're Mm -hmm. building a connection there. I don't feel like you've said that to me at all Mm -hmm. during that time. And what I noticed was not that. Mm. What I I noticed wasn't that you were unsure of yourself or um, didn't feel like you belonged. And so that's something I want to point out to the listeners because typically in in imposter syndrome, um, there's a feeling that people are going to figure you out. Right. Yeah. They're going to figure out you're a fraud mm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that that's bullshit. There you go. You didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mm. notice that. And then usually a lot of this is the things that we cloud in our heads anyway. So I can I can kind of, um, I don't know, telepathically uh, <laughs> think that you're thinking that I'm not doing well. Yeah. And believe that. Yep. Right. Yep. When when all that you could be thinking about is oh man i'm so hungry i don't I, you know what's right. my next meal gonna be right you know like there's so many people that are already thinking about other things right that for the most part and especially when they're working with you mm-hmm. most of those people aren't there to get to catch you to get you um to catch you in an aha um or uh, sorry to call you out as a fraud mm. for the most part <laughs> right yeah so i think um and if they are, because you know what David's telling me this, I know what he's saying is true. And at the same time, in my head, I'm literally thinking like, well, yeah, but in that situation I was just explaining to you, he was, this person was actually trying to catch me as a yeah, fraud. Yeah. So uh, we're all <laughs> uh, susceptible right. to feeling this way even. And David, what would what would be your advice to me or to others that are like, no, no, this guy definitely was. He was trying to catch me. Well, I mean, this is something that we talked about before. It's yeah. Not, so number one, that's data for you to know. Is that a place that you want to stay? Right. If somebody's out there doing that to you. Yep. So surround yourself in an environment that is supportive. And that's easier said than done. Yeah. Right. 
But number two, that's a conversation that you can have. Mm -hmm. Because in certain situations, what may feel like somebody calling you out, and I'm not trying to demean um, where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm just saying there's there's two sides to the story, right? So what may feel like that person is trying to call you out as a fraud is that may be their the way that they handle certain situations. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, like I, I think the truth that we hold is only the things that we think about or, or know about because yep. we never we can't really know what people are thinking about mm-hmm. um, on the other end. And I mean, the, the biggest point that I tried to make with that is like even Siamese twins joined at the hip uh-huh. <laughs> could have a different idea of. A, a different interpretation of every experience they have. Yeah. And so if that's the case, you know, and they're living through the same experience, if yeah. that's the case, I mean, you have to think about that from the other person that sure, you may think that they're thinking a certain way or they have a certain intention. Um, but believing that will, will more than likely affect you negatively and maybe take you further down into that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. kind of feeling. So, um, so yeah, there's there's a lot that's there. Yeah, have you ever read the Four Agreements? I it's believe on Miguel so. Ruiz. I think that's how you say his name. It's it was a transformational book for me. Okay. And anytime I like start to go down a dark path, yeah, I always. <laughs> it's actually funny when my husband sees me reading this book. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do?" Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but one of the agreements is to always believe positive intent. Yeah, I'm really bad at that. Like, I actually believe all people are good. And, like, I always am. But but there are times where I'm just, I'm like, oh, no, he's out to get me. Or this is what he was thinking. Or he must think, you know. So it's, I'm really bad at that. Believing positive intent. I used to be really good at it. And now I'm just, like, a curmudgeon, I guess. Well, I mean, it's there's a world out there that tells you that that's not true. True. So I I see that. The thing is... um, and I've I, I battle that too. I, I I held a lot of grudges um, earlier in my life, mm-hmm. and um, the only thing now I think that I'm I I draw conclusions about people is more when I'm driving because like but for the most part uh, the, there's positive intent that you can you can assume for other people, and sure you could be wrong. The value of assuming positive intent is that's not weight that you're carrying if it's negative yeah you know that's true and that if if you carry that negative weight then you that affects your ability to do the things that you want to do yep you know so so that that's a thing number one um it's a good way to put it yeah so assess assess the situation that you're in if you're in those situations where you feel like somebody is calling you out or trying Mm -hmm. to call you out as a fraud definitely don't want to be in those situations to um you know have that conversation with whoever that is Mm -hmm. and that's something that um i definitely have a lot of uh, skills and experience working with clients on how to shape that conversation Mm. so that's something that you you can work together on um and also number three it's like is that the weight that you want to carry yeah i love that i haven't really thought about it that way like because also i'm very not that this i don't know if competitive is the right word I think you said that before, though. So I feel like that's <laughs> my future. I am very competitive. <laughs> but like, I almost feel like if I had that in my mind, like, oh, I'm not gonna let him win. Yeah. Um, that might actually help me, and I really haven't approached it that way before. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, that 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 changed everything for yeah. me too, because I think for some people, the imposter syndrome may not necessarily be just their voice um, that they're hearing. Mm-hmm. It's the other people that they might be holding grudges. Mm-hmm. about that are saying to them that they're not worthy they are not good enough yeah. for this so um th- that's part of it as well and um you know yeah. we've we've talked a lot about mindset and how that's important and like believing in those things and so again it's like if if you think you can't do it you're right you can't do it yeah if you think that what this person is saying to you is true if you think that what this person is saying about you mm-hmm. is true then yeah, it's true. So that's the thing. You have to kind of work through that and say, why do I care about this person's mm-hmm. um, thoughts? It's the same way that you would you would think about it for yourself. Why do I think I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. You know what what is it that that tells me that 
I can't do this thing or I'm not qualified or I don't have the talent or skills to do this. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's definitely a big thing. And especially now where, um, and we've talked about it in other podcasts, how we feel like we're so divided mm-hmm. that it's harder to find that commonality or it's harder to feel like you're getting support from others. Mm-hmm. More, now more than ever, you, you want to build that support within yourself. Yeah. Um, and starting off with kind of blocking out this or just working through this imposter syndrome is going to help you um, be more successful. Yeah. So we talked about sur- surrounding ourselves with, you know, good people mm-hmm. that are going to help us have the right, you know, get the right information that we need, change the change what we're hearing. Um what about scaling up? Scaling up um, to kind of address the the, the yeah. positive syndrome. Yeah, like for me, if I'm saying okay, I'm not good at this particular thing. Yeah. Even if that's not true, I tend to address that by learning more right. or trying to do something more. Mm-hmm. I either avoid it completely, um, which I'm trying to do less of because my five year old has adopted that for me. So, like, my biggest failure of all the bad things that have happened in 2020, my biggest failure was going to be that my kids don't know how to ride a two-wheeler. And my daughter just will not even look at that bike. It's because I feel like she, you know, thinks she's not good at it or she doesn't want to fail. And so I've been trying to say different things and approach things a different way. Um, And she learned how to ride a bike this week. I didn't teach her, but uh, she learned, and she's so proud of it. And that's a tangent story. No, 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 but the thing is, (laughs) You maybe didn't help her, but you didn't dissuade her from that. Yeah, we've been trying to speak about things differently. Myself, about myself. You know, now everyone's, she's virtually, she's at home with me all the time. Yeah. So how I speak about things, not say like, oh, I'm just, even in launching this new business, um, I have to do all this technology stuff and the cameras and this and that and I get super frustrated and trying to say, okay, no, I'm not bad with technology. I'm just, it's not my strong suit, right. but these are the things I'm going to do to get better. Um, everyone's, you know, people around us are impacted by how we speak about ourselves too. Right. Yeah. So, well, so I think when, one of the things you called out that was really good is that once you recognize that you're not good at something and mm-hmm. typically when you say imposter syndrome, you're calling out something that you're not good at or you think that you're not good at. That's how I think of it. That's a data point. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are you going to do with that information? I right. think that's the biggest thing for people is. If you accept that you're not good at it, and I know we saw, said this already, if you accept that you're not good at it then and you don't do anything about it, yeah, how are you going to improve? Yeah. Right? So um, the fact that you're, you're making that reflection to recognize that there's a gap, mm-hmm. then at least you know there's an issue that you can start working off of. Yeah. Right? So there's, that's one thing. Um, there's, a, there's a number of different resources and something that, you know, I... I definitely recommend to my clients is this recognition of what are your talents and skills altogether. Yeah. Right. So because we tend to think about um, and I I was in the same place you were when you're looking at information or resources online. Mm -hmm. When you start looking at somebody's presentation or their content, then you're like, holy shit. I mean, how can I compete with that? Yeah. Right. But when you when when you're in that space you tend to focus more on what's out there or what's not what you've done um mm-hmm. and so then that like if you're so focused on that you you forget like well shit maybe i do have those skills or maybe that is something that that i do so i think taking a step back and putting out all your talent mm-hmm. skills and qualifications on paper helps to number one um recognize that you have s- skills yeah and um, number two, like it, it gives you more value. Yeah. Right. You're like, oh, OK, it's mm-hmm. it's maybe at this point I'm not I'm thinking um, I'm not good enough. But if I just go back to this list of skills, I can think about all these different instances where I did provide value. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, that's what you're looking for. That's what you that's what you want. Ultimately, that's what's going to help you overcome imposter syndrome is yeah. um, understanding the value that you you have. Yeah, and it is. I mean, even in with when I work with my employees, I you know I've been leading people for the past twelve years, 
every quarter or midway through the year, end of year, we're doing, you know, performance evaluations. Yeah. And likely many of you have, it's coming up on performance mm-hmm. evaluation season. Yeah. So it's perfect timing. And people just sit with a blank piece of paper like, I didn't do anything this mm-hmm. year. Okay, so you're telling me you didn't work this year. First of all, I know that for some people that's true. Um, but for most people, it's not. And I have to bring to them and remind them of all the things that they've done well. Right. And that's so common. I mean, I, I would say half, half, you know, half the time that's what I tend to do. And then you start to get people going and they're, oh, yeah, I did that. I also did this other thing mm-hmm. and this other thing. So for one, if you can't, you know, if you need a reminder, sometimes your performance reviews can help depending on what you do, what your company does and how they do that. Um, but and it comes up, you know, it trickles into all the different pieces, yeah. right? If you have if you're struggling with acknowledging your greatness or even acknowledging the things that you do, you're, it's going to be very hard to write your resume. It's going to be super hard to interview well. It's going to be very difficult to reach out to strangers and to convince them to talk to you, let alone hire you. So really thinking about this is it's really important. David, it's going to be, if you have imposter syndrome about your business, it's going to be hard to get clients. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, again, this is my experience now um, where, you know, ideally in some level, I felt like, oh, I'm pretty good at what I do mm-hmm. and people know that. Mm-hmm. And so I, my, in my ideal situation, I just wanted people to call me now and, and, <laughs> and you yeah. know, I can give them, um, provide them with my services. Yeah. But then you, you get hit with the realization that you actually do have to do the legwork and market yourself and, and sell yourself. Yeah. And honestly, for me, that's the biggest point where I was really afraid yeah. about putting myself out there. I mean... Well, David, you brought up a good point, which is you have a certain skill set that you know is valuable to others. And then there are other things that you're maybe not so strong in. Right. And I think that's, you know, for everyone to think about, right? Like what what's the skill set you bring to others? And there are, you can have areas of weakness. Yes. And we can talk about what to do with those, yeah. but you can, it can be both. Two things can be true. Right, right. And it, and it still, um, it still is tagged to the same person. Right? Yeah. So there's a balance there. And I think what we tend to do, especially when it gets to imposter syndrome is we tend to over, um, overload the negative part yeah. so we drown out all the positives of who we are and what our skills are and things like that so you want to kind of balance that a little bit or even kind of think more highly of yourself mm-hmm. in those situations because um I don't, what is this like the fifth maybe the fourth or fifth podcast that we had mm-hmm. right the first one i did i was i i, I wasn't sure what's going to happen <laughs> and you know what kind of information how is it going to go i still don't know but I, I, at least i feel a lot more comfortable or yeah. a lot more confident yeah and it just like the first time that i posted something on linkedin about my business that was the scariest thing for me because mm-hmm. i had to sell myself i had to put myself out there yeah. and that stuff is a risk yep and what if i am a fraud you, you know in those kind of things or that that's a thought that i had mm-hmm. but um, once you get over that and, you know, everything tends to settle. Yeah. The reality is, you know, there are people that are supporting you. There's, you know, there, the fact that you put yourself out there is already a big step. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to kind of, um, acknowledge all these achievements and, um, the, the risks that you're taking mm-hmm. because sometimes the results or the reward that you're looking for doesn't just happen. Yeah. It's the long game. Yeah. And so for those, you have to stay mentally engaged and, and supportive to yourself. And mm-hmm. so that's part of the reason. That's one of the ways that you can kind of work your way out of this imposter syndrome yeah. that we're talking through here. And I think just thinking about the fact that you just don't have to, again, hard hard for me to accept, easier for me to say. It's yeah. like you don't actually have to be great at everything. Right. Um, and the pressure is on now more than ever. Right. Like we're all at home trying to cook every meal and educate our kids and do our day jobs and, you know, somehow stay fit, even though we never leave the house. And (laughs) the list goes on. And like now more than ever, I have had to try to change the way I think about things Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I didn't do my typical workout five times this week. That doesn't mean I'm a failure. I did this other thing or I took the kids on a walk or, you know what, maybe I was a little more sedentary than I normally am and I'll, you know, do something different next week. But that's hard. Yeah. No, it is. 
It is definitely. I mean, so I think for one example, just from a personal perspective, yeah. is um, with Erica and I, my wife, <clears throat> I'm the cook in mm. the house. And I'd like to think that I'm a good cook, <laughs> but sometimes I'm not. Yeah. And what we do is we just talk about, um, so, so in order for me to feel like, it, instead of me stopping, like, if I had a, a, a thing that I need to cook, but I've never done it before, mm. um, what doesn't stop me from doing it is knowing that I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to eat it regardless, <laughs> right? But she's also going to eat it. So she doesn't care. Not that she doesn't care, but it's not that big of a deal if it doesn't turn out the way that it's supposed to. Mm. And that's, I mean, it's a long way around saying that like you can work through um, not being successful or mm. or... Um, over, you can work through the failures that you think you're going to do before you even do yeah. the thing. I don't know if that, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but. David, what do you think about the advice? Because I know I've heard this in the in the past. It works for me sometimes, okay. which is like if you think about what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. So like in that situation, what's the worst that can happen? Um, we throw away the food. Yeah. And then like you either have something else or... Yeah. Maybe in my case, and that's happened before. I would be stoked to be like, order that pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to eat this stupid fish anyway. That's that's probably what she's thinking. Yeah. Too. <laughs> so um, uh, this didn't turn out good. good. Yeah. Call Domino's. <laughs> so I think, I mean, there's, oh, I, I, that's a great kind of frame to, to think about things. So let's say that you're not good at something. Let's mm-hmm. say that there's a negative thought that you have um, that leads you into this imposter syndrome. What is the worst thing that comes out? Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, we break it out. Let's put it to your situation um, a couple of years ago. Let's say your manager did call you out as a fraud. Yeah. So what, what would happen then? Yeah. What um, would you have done then? I mean, he did, he would do that. Okay. And I can't, God, I feel like I try to black out that whole situation from my mind, which is not helpful. Um I think I attempted to like get as close as I could to what he was looking for, mm-hmm. which was when, which felt very difficult to do at the time. Um, what I try to do now is really lean into my strengths mm-hmm. and ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, and it's taken a lot of self exploration, but. What's very important, and we should all be very concerned with our reputation, but what's very important to me is my is how people feel about how they can rely on me mm-hmm. more like as a person. So I am I commonly change jobs, like drastically change jobs. It's kind of my thing. Like I do very different work. Yeah. And the two core things that I focus on, and we go a lot of into this in the different courses courses and programs that Um, we do with every person which is like you got to know your brand you got to know your strengths Mm -hmm. and you really should know what you want your aspirational reputation to be and with imposter syndrome what's really been helpful for me is i am very clear on my brand and my strengths like i am a people leader my people can count on me they have my support that is what i rely on if they think i don't know something i'm fine with that if they know that when they text me i'm going to respond so it's kind of leaning into my strengths and what I care about mm-hmm. has helped me let go a little bit of not knowing the technical details or um, just certain things that I know I'm not as as strong in. Yeah. So no, those are some things that have helped me. And, and that's great because I think that tags along with first understanding what skills and talents that you have. Right. And then you can land towards like, yeah, I am good at that because then um, you have the the experience you have the the stories that tell you that confirm Mm -hmm. that you are good at what you do so i think um again recognizing what your skills are and then landing on and tying that into what your brand is will help you get away from this imposter syndrome so um and we're talking about this because and it's helpful to have these types of tips because imposter syndrome can come out of nowhere yeah and it can it can always happen so being able to stay engaged and, and kind of get back to what's most important for you. Um, I think a spider just fell in my head. Oh. I'm fine. Yes. Nice. So, um, and then the other thing I think I just want to go back to is that when you, um, when, 
I guess the point that I was trying to make about um, uh, feeding uh, or cooking, uh-huh. right, was that like you're you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. Right. And then and then continue to work at it, um, so that way we're not always ordering Domino's uh, <laughs> yeah. for dinner. Yeah. So like you know expand yeah. expand That's that true. work through that. And then mm-hmm. the um, one other thing that I think we talked a little bit about is just when we're looking at content from others, mm-hmm. we tend to compare ourselves mm-hmm. to those people and say, oh, shit, I don't have that. Or mm-hmm. um, So that will do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what I've been doing, and I told Carmel this um, before she signed on to be the co-host because mm-hmm. I want to set expectations. I told her that I'm not necessarily trying to have this podcast go viral. <laughs> it's more of an exposure to the work that I do and, and to, to build a network and get uh, folks um, a, a better understanding of what services I have. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, this like having having this podcast. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I now I lost my train of thought. But um, I think being able to kind of voice these things helps it become more real for people. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, again, it's a point that we're trying to hammer home that this is a common thing yeah that you know unless unless you're you just always confident about your yeah your your ideas or or who you are you're going to be met with this um yeah doubt (laughs) that's funny because maybe david has too much imposter maybe you 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 have too much imposter syndrome or at least with this because when he told me that about not going viral i was like why don't you want to go viral And then he had to explain to me the definition of what going viral really means. And I agreed that we likely won't, <laughs> at least not with this content, yeah. but you never know. You never know. Well, I mean, I, so, but the, if you set these expectations about what you're, what you're supposed to do, yeah, um, there's a certain mindset that you have to do with that. And I've made the connection that says, I'm not really in that mindset to want to push this to, to get to be viral. What I want to what I want this to be is uh, more of a resource for people who are looking yeah. for this. Yeah. And I guess the big part of that too is that it's okay for what, and another reason why this may not be viral is because this may not be somebody's cup of tea mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Right. And that's the other part about this imposter syndrome is because if you're trying to be everything to everyone, yes, that is impossible. Yep. And so to constantly, um, to constantly doubt yourself because you can't yep. please everybody, you're you're gonna stay in imposter syndrome that way. So yep. um, scale it to what your your goals are, not to liking everybody yeah. or getting all the um, what is it all the likes and, and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's just about what you want. So yeah, I that's been one of my biggest lessons probably of 2020. Yeah. Like just not just for myself, for my clients, for my coworkers, like, and I've been in deep in the thick of having to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like, is it me? Is are my skills not right, or am I just not working for the right person right now? And there's nothing wrong with that person, and there's nothing wrong with me. Right. It's just not a good fit, it's and that's fit. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, there have been some. I've had some sleepless nights trying to figure get to that conclusion, um, and I think that's. You know, that's the case, not just in our jobs, but in our marriages and in our lives. And are we doing the right thing? And are we spending our time in the right place? And sometimes, you know, you don't come to that conclusion in in a one hour podcast. There's a lot of self-exploration in that. But just knowing, like you said, you don't have to be all things to all people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that and that's definitely a big thing. So I think... um, you know, this is a great point, and I, I didn't talk to you about this, but I just wanted to do this right now. So if you are still listening, thank you for listening. I, I wanted to get into just a little bit of a breathing exercise oh my gosh. just to get to a point where we can just kind of calm our mind. And, you know, we're, we're talking so much negativity and balancing that. Okay, so I wanted to just All right. take like a minute to, to do a, little a minute. Yeah. That's so long on a podcast. Oh, awesome. That's good. Okay. So we'll see how, how many people stick around. All right. Okay. I've, I, I've done this with a couple of people all right, all right. that haven't done it. And I know you do this, right? You, 
breathing exercise yeah. for a minute. You see how uncalm I am. Are you serious? Okay, so let me kind of walk you through. Let's see if this works okay, out. All right. Okay. So if you are listening, um, try to not multitask here and maybe sit down or either stand still. Um, close your eyes and then just feel, um, if you're sitting down, feel your bottom on, on the seat. And if you're standing up, just feel your feet rooting onto the floor. And I want you to just take one deep breath through your nose. And then exhale through your nose. Another deep breath. Exhale. One more deep breath. Feel the air coming through your nostrils and your lungs expanding. Exhale. And then one more. Big inhale. Exhale. Okay. How was that? It's actually really nice. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm so tense. <laughs> I, mean, but, I could like feel my shoulders like in my ears. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's those kind of things. I mean, we especially when we deal with so much negativity, it's it's really good to at least shut off the brain sometimes mm-hmm. and just like connect with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think over the years I've been a lot more kind of like woo woo. <laughs> that was very woo woo. Yeah, right. And um, and a lot of the things that I'm doing now is like yoga and meditation, which I it, it connects with everything. I yeah. think. Um, and but when it comes to doubt and things like that, I think a lot of it is because we tend to listen to, we tend to grab, um, onto the negative thoughts that are coming through our brain. Yeah. When I'm sure there are other thoughts that are there, mm-hmm. but. Um, so sometimes taking a step back and just doing a little bit of a breathing exercise just to focus on what's going on now mm-hmm. kind of helps quiet the thoughts mm-hmm. and um, kind of helps gives you a little bit more balance. So um, I, I think it was one thing that you said that reminded me that that was something that I wanted to do. <laughs> and I don't know if we can do this in every podcast, um, but, you know, I just see the effects that it has now. I, I do see you're a lot um, you weren't tense. It didn't seem like you were tense, but I do see that you're a lot more, Yeah. I don't know, engaged or not engaged, but like in the moment. Yeah, it was. I, I actually was really not on board with that. It wasn't that long and it really was nice. I almost me, said I wasn't going to do it. I know. You gave but, me this look like, what? But... I was trying not to be a child. My, I was trying not to be my four-year-old. Be like, no. So I did it. It was nice. Well, it was for, ten sec. I had to twenty seconds. No, it was like uh, I think it was like two minutes. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And there was there was one time that I I did this with um, one of my cousins, and um, uh, she's like younger, uh, millennial, and you know this is the r- real thing because I. I know a lot of millennials, they don't necessarily, there's always so much going on. You're, you're, there's always so many thoughts that you're thinking about and stuff like that. So, um, I, I had her do an exercise, this breathing exercise. It was probably two to three minutes and she felt like it was, you know, it wasn't that long. Yeah. And then on her way home or when she got home, she texted me and it was like a 45 minute drive home. And Mm -hmm. she said, Oh my God, I, I text or I did the breathing exercise during my drive hmm. and I, I got home. I felt like it was like seven minutes or something. Yeah. Cause so I, I think it's, there's, there's something to it that, you know, but I did tell her, I was not sure you want to do that while you're driving, Yeah. but it's good to like, take, take the time to just engage and, and just be with yourself. Um, so again, that's kind of a woo woo thing. Yeah. Um, but that's honestly, that's where the layers come in. Yeah. Right. Because when we're talking about our imposter syndrome, we're talking about our pain or our concern that we're not good enough. Sometimes, and I'm just going to use you as an example. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not the manager that's trying to call you out as a fraud mm-hmm. as the real issue. Yeah. There's, there might be something underneath that, that, yep. that, that person may be amplifying mm-hmm. um, that's affecting you. So, um, you know, it, it's really good to sometimes just take a step back and, uh, 
breathe it all in mm -hmm. and then um, you'll you, you may start to see that maybe the problem isn't as big as you think it's going to be mm -hmm. and I like what you pointed out is like what's the worst that can happen yeah in this situation so um, hopefully that's that that's helpful um, obviously like we said we we don't think that this podcast is going to solve um, you know all your issues when it relates to imposter syndrome mm -hmm. but hopefully it gives you a different perspective on that so yeah. I don't know Carmel what do you think yeah or even uh, our big thing is take one small action right that's like that's what we focus on like thinking about solving imposter syndrome is huge mm -hmm. or thinking about having confidence in something you haven't had confidence in for the past 17 years yeah. is too big yeah but if you do one thing maybe it's your when you get freaked out you're doing this breathing exercise or a breathing exercise or you're just reminding yourself of your strengths or even you know right now take that out a piece of paper and a pen and say okay these are the things i'm strong at um or you know, maybe it's surrounding yourself with people that lift you up. Um, just doing one thing will help you get to that next thing. So right. that's the thing we really focus on. Yeah, yeah. Because the reality is nothing hard gets resolved like that. Yeah. You know, so but those small details, those one, those little actions start to add up. So, yep. <clears throat> all right. So I think that's good for now, right? Um, and so again, you know, definitely check out uh, the resources that we have. I don't know if you have your information up yet. Yeah, you can person. go to the everyperson.com. Yeah, everyperson.com. Um, also reach out to Carmel Riddell on LinkedIn. Yep, I'm there. And uh, for myself, David Hilario, please check out the website, hilariocoachingandconsulting.com. Uh, we're definitely happy to uh, work with you to help out with your careers also kind of help you explore a little bit about this imposter syndrome piece and how that can be limiting or possibly hindering your careers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're, we're planning, again, we're planning to do this podcast on a weekly basis. So hopefully there's other content that's there that you, you'd like us to talk about and um, just let us know um, through one of our channels. <laughs> you can find us. You can find us. I know it was a big deal before I was supposed to make a, email address but yeah you you'll find us just just tell us we know you're dying to connect with <laughs> us we assure you that when you do we will respond yes for sure so all right thank you guys and uh we hope you have a great rest of the day and um we'll catch you later goodbye